0: Oh. <laughs> are we rolling. we are now rolling it's Alberta filmmakers podcast me 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 okay anytime.
1: hello and welcome to the Alberta filmmakers podcast I'm Matt Waterworth Hi, I'm Scott Westby and as we do every week we're here to bring you news tips and interviews in the film video and digital media industries of Alberta how are you doing
0: Scott dude I'm, I'm great Oh really? I said before that I was tired, but now I'm not. <laughs> on take two, you were really tired. Right? Yeah, so I'm take no one. longer tired, which Good. is great. Um, cool. So what's there's there's a big thing happening on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's the Oscars. Um, although so white. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Hi, hello. Although, a lot yeah. of people are boycotting. this You know
0: one. what? I'm kind of disappointed in, in the Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, but we are going to have our official picks. And that you can hold against us this week right, for yeah. the, what, who the winner of best picture is going to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, um, and what happens if, if one of us wins and the other does not? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think of that. We get to slap the other in the face.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Is that fair? Totally. totally what, fair. what can we do on the podcast that people can actually enjoy? Uh, we have to say something embarrassing. One embarrassing fact about ourselves. <laughs> all right. Okay. Sounds good. So. Um, what if neither of us win, though? If neither of us win, then we both have to say embarrassing facts about <laughs> oh, ourselves. Oh, okay. gotcha. So, um, basically, all we're going to do is pick what we think is going to win best picture um, because we could spend the rest of uh, eternity saying embarrassing yes. facts about me because I'm pretty terrible at Oscar picks. <laughs> so, what do you think, Matt?
1: I, I like to um, start by saying what, my, what I wish would win. And, and I wish it would be the Martian and I know it won't be um, but uh, I would also like to see Mad Max Fury Road win it that's not going to happen and the reason it's not going to happen is because the we were talking about this when it comes to last year's winners Birdman versus I think the best movie of the year last year was Whiplash hands down um, but the, the Academy is made up of a median age of 68 um, and it's mostly men and That movie was a movie about an older guy who was in the film industry and had a great career. And I think the Academy really resonated with Birdman. Uh, So, thinking the same way, uh, I think it's going to be The Revenant.
0: Now, here's my question. Do you think Inaritu can win two in a row, Matthew?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question. And, And in... I mean, if we were just looking at the Oscars, I would say probably not, but looking at the lead up to
0: all the awards that he has won already. The Revenant has been crushing it. And uh, I hate you for stealing my answer because we obviously (laughs) can't pick the same thing. So I'm going to pick a bit of a dark horse here and I'm going to go with Spotlight. I was going to say, it could be Spotlight. Um, It's funny because this... this specific recording of the podcast we have two other people sitting at the table with yes. us one of them is briar and the other is our, our practicum student for the next few weeks uh, named cody hendry um, and briar literally just sighed uh, and shook her head <laughs> when i guessed spotlight because she knows that it's not going to win and she thinks it's going to be the big, the big short, short really wow you think it's the big short is going to win oh they won the oh, producers guild hmm. so the last like Oh, I really? I so, uh, so Briar has, has informed us. So I guess we should be paying closer attention that the big short won the producers guild awards. Yeah. And for the last 10 years, that has also been,
1: that's insane. The, uh, the Oscar winner because that's Adam McKay directed that.
0: I and Briar's <laughs> uh, dark horse is Brooklyn, which was, which was awesome. Uh, Cody thinks that the winner will be. <sighs> what's left. Oh, you don't have to pick what's <laughs> yeah. left. He's just looking at what's left here. Um, uh, Room. room. Room, yeah, that's the only one that I haven't seen. Herself. And Bridget. I mean,
1: like, I don't know if she even been nominated. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think it's great, but I agree, it doesn't seem like it really belongs Ex-Machana there. Ex Machina is missing. Ex Machina is I just, would, yeah, just tragically just, missing. Yeah, yeah. release. Pick something, yeah. man. Pick it now. Um, <laughs> okay, so one of you guys took. T- We've
0: taken Spotlight, <laughs> The Revenant, and The Big Short. So you're the left with the, the garbage. Big Short. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go you know, Mad Max. Imagine if it was Mad Max. Yeah, I'm gonna. That'd Mad be crazy. Max, all right, <laughs> Cody picks Mad Max. <laughs> that would be so insane. Oh, God. So great.
0: This is gonna be so embarrassing um, for you next week. Um, okay, let's. I move think on. the
1: spotlight uh, spotlight was an early contender. I think, um, and I think that's not a bad not a bad guess. But the big short would be crazy because Adam McKay directed Anchorman. Like that would be insane. Anyway. Um, all right, moving on. So industry news. What's up? Yes. Do we, we haven't color coded these? So I
0: don't. know. No, I'll go first. Um, okay super huge congrats to uh, Greg and Colette Jeffs um, for their NSI Features first project Hidden Star uh, which has made the quarterfinals of ScreenCraft contests Um, so it offers the grand prize winner a consultation with renowned screenwriter James V. Hart a phone call with a top Hollywood literary manager and professional notes from one of ScreenCraft's studio trained script readers as well as $1,500 in cash for travel so they're in the quarterfinals now and uh, congrats guys and uh, keep pushing and we hope to see you uh, winning this competition Um, and the other big piece of industry news um, is the kickoff of the alberta post-production association um, who had their first meeting this month and uh, alberta has long had of course ampia um, the directors guild iatzi the writers guild and we've had a lot of representation uh, in a lot of sectors of our industry except for post-production yeah so um, the post-production people from our industry have kind of gathered together and created the appa um, which is really exciting and we we hope to see a lot from them uh, in the coming months and years uh, and really kind of bringing our post-production community together um, and and just kind of enhancing the profile for the industry uh, worldwide it's
1: such an important part of the industry that that yeah needs some needs some organizational representation i think it's great um and not just yeah not just like like vfx but also like post sound and and what an incredibly deep and and uh, expansive
0: area of filmmaking that is that kind of gets forgotten i think Mm -hmm. um so their mandate is to represent educate advocate and promote um and they have little bullet points that explain those things in greater detail on their website which we encourage everybody to check out at www.albertapost.org and you can see the notes to that in the show notes so i got to speak with
1: kyle thomas uh unfortunately we couldn't Make the schedule work for all three of us to be in the room, but uh, of course the telephone micro budget deadline is coming up, and Kyle was the first successful applicant in the first year uh, that it went through uh, him and his team, I should say, um, and they uh, they made a movie called uh, in the, uh, the Valley Below it, yeah. valley, the Valley Below. I was going to say in the down in the Valley, um, and a great movie that they they shot in Drumheller, and it looks gorgeous. And um, we talk all about how he was successful with that application and how that movie came together, and also uh, him as a, uh, as a filmmaker and where he, he his journey went and and where he came from, he's a musician and very interested in sound. He does a lot of sound post himself. So uh, yeah, without further ado, here's Curious Kyle. Kyle. But I'd like to start and get nice and close because they okay. are they are uh, not that sensitive. But um, okay. I know that you've got a big music background as well, which comes into play in your filmmaking. But where did that come from?
2: Oh, uh, well, I guess it's. Started with uh, me being I was never forced to take piano lessons but it was uh, uh, yeah it, it was introduced to me as an option uh, at a young age so cool. I, I went through classical piano up to grade 8 Royal Conservatory so I knew that side of music I was always into musical theater as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know played saxophone in the junior high band Th- those kind of things right, that, right. that most people do but I think I just it's always been a, a part of you know when I was doing plays and in high school and stuff like that or producing plays it was always a, a music always played a big part of it. so it's right. been a big part of my life and then and uh, and also obviously music plays a big part in in all of in all of my films mm-hmm. and and I think just because it has such an emotional people have such an emotional reaction to mm-hmm, music mm-hmm. which you know it kind of hits you in places. Uh, it's incredibly powerful yeah and it 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 is it's up on you yeah totally and at certain times a certain song it's almost like it's just as powerful smell to a certain extent so um, it's a great tool and and i'm i'm glad that i i've had it uh integrated in my life Mm.
1: yeah and, and so it's, it's come in handy for you as a filmmaker as well. I know you do a lot of sound mix stuff and, and you compose as well, right? For, your, for your Yeah, effort.
2: yeah, absolutely. It, it has because especially when I got into composing, which was, I guess, the second half of my musical journey, mm-hmm. um, uh, that being more electronic and working more with, with computers and virtual instruments and stuff like that, uh, synthesizers to be able to create more of an atmosphere or yeah. mood once i started playing around with that i thought well i can i can design my own world not only the world that i've written um but design it from an oral uh like oral yeah. <laughs> perspective <laughs> yeah, as, sure. as well right, right yeah, yeah, uh so, so
1: so you said musical theater did you do that in high school and what where, where did you go for high school
2: uh i went to western canada high school Oh, okay cool right um i did musical theater <laughs> this is quite funny actually i did musical theater primarily this is how i cut my chops uh <laughs> primarily in my basement oh
1: okay mm-hmm. huh. um
2: was, i was obsessed with family or um, yes i made my brother rehearse i <laughs> uh, made my dad well i was obsessed with the phantom of the opera okay, so that's sort sure, of good. where the darker side maybe it came from that's what my mother says at least and uh, anyhow i did i think my f- my first basement production was uh when i was maybe uh, in grade 2 or 3 oh wow
0: Holy.
2: and then i think my last one believe it or not was probably like grade 7 so <laughs> <laughs> i'll admit to that yeah. but i did maybe six different productions cool. over the years wow. uh and by the end of it we had like a boat that was moving and like Wow. My, my dad got dry ice and we had like a full anyhow so I think and who,
1: but who came and saw them like, like uh, neighborhood well, I, kids on, and...
2: on my for my uh, grade 3 grade 3 birthdays I don't know how old I would have been <laughs> but I invited my entire class oh wow so the whole class came nice yeah come see me perform <laughs> like wow <Hey>. I'm starring <laughs> I'm uh... starring I wrote it I'm gonna... um, but anyhow and, and no and I did uh, yeah I did musical theater in like junior high right. school or any, any of the plays um, I took voice lessons so I was always singing doing things like kiwanis and competing for uh you know doing show showtime songs and les mis songs right, right, and right. stuff like that so cool so that, that i
1: think but it all stemmed from the phantom of the opera right <laughs> and so it, i know west canadian fairly well i i know patrick creary went there i don't know if you know patrick but uh, we we ended up shooting a film there because of his connections at one point but um it's a, it's a pretty uh, like well-known national high school as far as I'm aware, right? Like, yeah. In, yeah. In, yeah. So, yeah. so, and, and is there, cause I know you're an actor as well. Yeah. So, and was there an acting program, film program? Is oh, that yeah. where you kind of got into film? No. Yeah. Uh, theater. That was, okay. it was,
2: a, most of my high school was devoted to theater. That's yeah. where I spent most of my time, you know, I'd get a. Uh, fifty-five percent in math and a ninety-eight <laughs> percent in drama. I hear you. So, you know, you know how <laughs> yeah, it goes. Sure. I'm sure there's a lot of for people sure. who know how that goes. Yeah, I went to the um,
1: Victoria School of Performing and Visual Arts, so yes, similar scores.
2: S- there you go. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, theater was was everything, and yeah. that was a path that I was pretty sure I was going to embark on uh, becoming an actor. Yeah, cool, cool. Um and they have a great program uh, at Western. Well they they did when I was there so yeah. I can't testify for it now but sure. uh but uh, we had a great a great teacher that was uh yeah one of those one of those teachers, you know, right. that uh was was formative.
1: You always remember, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. exactly. And there was a bunch of us, I mean, from that year uh from well from most years, but especially from our year uh 2 Two stu- three students went to the National Theatre School. Oh wow. Uh, nice. That year Holy. you know you had some people going off in film like there was yeah, uh, yeah there's
1: a, awesome. there a lot of creativity yeah. there. Good so good. It's great. So when did getting behind the camera become something you were interested in?
2: Uh, I think like for most people it was a way to not write a paper
1: right. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, a project yeah. right? For it sure. was a way
2: to go hey cool like we have a video camera. I love movies. I mean, I've always liked movies, so mm-hmm. I think we can turn this into a project. And sure. and uh, in a way, it, it uh, was it lazy because it didn't seem like it didn't seem like work. It seemed right. like more fun. Of course, it was yeah. probably more work than sitting <laughs> down been, and writing yeah. a paper yeah, in yeah. the end. But uh, but so I have always played around with that. And then when I wanted to take that a step further, I think I would have been uh 15 14 or 15 and um i enrolled in the csif summer media arts camp uh, yeah um like back when the csf was on fourth street right, right. the, yeah, yeah.
1: the mas- massage special massage parlor was <laughs> oh, there wow. uh, yeah. I, I never saw that i went to the summer media arts camp as well but i was 18 at the time or 17 yeah it was just just below the cutoff and they were on the base at that they point, were on the base so
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah so this was so i did that um two years in a row so the first year we ended up shooting. The group ended up shooting uh, a Super 8 film. Mm-hmm. So it was my first exposure to celluloid right. at like 14 or 15, and wow. then and then 15, 16. That year, uh, we actually got to shoot on 16. Wow. Cool. A, as a group, so nice. to have that w- once I once I had that hands-on experience of cutting up the film and right. loading the camera, I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. boy, yeah. here we go. So that was that mm. was when things started to change, cool. right? And then grade 12 comes along and you have to start making decisions about what do I want to do afterwards. And, and, uh, I think that for me, it came down to, could I see myself pursuing this acting career and only doing that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, maybe. And then, Oh, but could I see myself being a filmmaker? Well, that's almost all of the things i love it involves right. acting and photography yeah, go, and music yeah. and it's sort of uh, i saw it as the all-encompassing art form right. and i that was at that point I was like well i guess that's what i'm doing cool, cool. you know checked all the boxes
1: for yeah me. yeah yeah. and so then you went to montreal
2: then i went to montreal uh, in 2001 to concordia uh so yeah I spent four years there doing their film production program
1: wow cool yeah, and that's called the Mel Hoppenheim. The Mel Hoppenheim School of Cinema. School of Cinema. Cool. Yeah. sounds fancy. How was well, it?
2: Well, <laughs> Mel basically Mel Hoppenheim. Uh, I think donated a whole bunch of equipment uh, and uh, and money to start the program. Cool, so cool. I guess
1: that makes sense. Yeah, they'll name it
2: after him <laughs> for sure. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it it was fantastic. You know, cool. um, it's more of an experimental film and documentary that sort of film school like that's right. what that's their focus uh, mm-hmm. from what I could see but you always had people in there that wanted I was more narrative I appreciated experimental I was right. more in that experimental narrative sure so sure. I fit in okay but there were always the people that came in there and wanted to play big movie and have like 25 person crews and right. and you know like play Hollywood basically yeah. Yeah. they were I guess the profs kind of looked at them a little bit different they're like oh yeah all right fine <laughs> do your thing right? right right but all of the the the, the props there came from this very do-it-yourself environment and Concordia was really uh, I, I mean Montreal's a great place to go to school mm-hmm. as a young person as an as an artist um, it felt like it, it was this womb where they mm. they gave you all the tools uh, to be creative, right, and would constantly um, be pushing you to question your decisions and question um, w- your purpose and what you were doing mm-hmm. uh, with the craft, and that right. actually weeded a lot of people out, I think. Right, right, right. Um, and so, yeah, but it felt like you know after those four years, and you uh, came out of the womb, and you're like, wow, that was great. <laughs> now what right, right, <laughs> i think like yeah, a lot of people sure. but um it, it didn't focus at all on industry oh okay there was nothing about industry huh, just there it creation was creation and creation and vision yeah. what is that how can right. you foster a vision hmm. how do you develop a vision all of these kind of right, things right, so i feel like those were very important tools absolutely yeah, uh, yeah. for me that not a lot of universities focused primarily on that they try and balance be balanced which right kind of makes sense as well right, sure, but sure. uh anyhow so i came up with this uh ex- out of this sort of extremely artistic program um mm. but
1: i think it's helped to make me who i am as a filmmaker well i mean i was trying to to see if i could gather all the n- n- numerous awards you've received um but i mean some of the some of the big biggest ones obviously are the spirit of alberta award right. both in edmonton and calgary is that yeah. what they're called
2: yeah uh, yeah i, oh, um, I know there's it was spirit of alberta and calgary yeah yeah, yeah something but the like main that. like local yeah.
1: award at both film festivals which is amazing and then uh recently the governor lieutenant G- governor general not the general i kept, that, kept screwing I, that up too. lieutenant governor artistic emerging artist. Yeah. yeah amazing yeah yeah quite and they only do that twice uh, once every, once every two years. every two years that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah that's a cool group to be a part of I was looking at the the recipients of that yeah so it was an it's honor. very cool yeah no doubt so I mean it's obviously served you well that education yeah. and your but um, let's talk about what you start what did you do after school you did you start making shorts right away or what was the plan
2: yeah I think I think it was it was time to you know I had made three shorts in film school uh, so it was time to do that outside of film school because you knew that you, in order to access some of the grants like the Canada Council grants and stuff like that you had right. to have a portfolio that was outside of school Sure. so it was time to do that right. um, <laughs> and I was lucky to meet uh, a bunch of great people that i still collaborate with um in film school yeah yeah um so i got out and i actually applied for a um a grant that's no longer around but at the time it was a chorus entertainment and cftpa okay uh which is now like the cmpa, CMPA thing, yeah yeah exactly uh, emerging filmmakers grant where i think they gave out eight grants of twenty five thousand dollars Whoa, yeah to, awesome. to make a short film wow and we had known a few people that were older than us that had gotten that and we Mm -hmm. thought okay we've been involved in some of these projects well i guess it's our turn to apply for it and 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 so i I got it the year that i that i got out uh, as well as a friend of mine and then my other friend got (laughs) a canada council grant all to make sure it's within the same four months so we thought all right maybe it's time to try and do this together right. under one name right as opposed to because it, it can be we, I, I think we had the foresight to see that this was going to be a long journey mm-hmm. and that if we sort of did it together um and helped each other out in that sense uh under a unified name that maybe we'd always have work on each other's projects right. and we could push our name forward as right. opposed to just pushing our individual names gotcha. so um it, Basically, out of those three projects, um, that's where North Country Cinema was born mm. um, in 2005. So it's been, I guess,
1: 11 years now that wow. we've been, cool. been been doing that. Nice. So, so, but you're here in Alberta. These filmmakers are. I know Sandy's one of them. Yes, are in Montreal. Uh,
2: San- oh, yeah, out east. Sandy's yeah. from Ottawa. Now he okay. he's in Toronto sort of, and yeah. uh, and then Nick at the time, who was part of North Country Cinema, um, now lives in LA, but he was Toronto, oh, okay. Montreal, Toronto-based oh, cool. for, oh, that's for, great. Uh, for a while. And
1: then, of course, Cameron McGowan joined up as well. Cam
2: McGowan yeah. joined up when, when we realized that we needed, I mean, I I was out here kind of all, all alone, <laughs> right, and, right. And, and we needed someone, because we were a Calgary-based company, mm-hmm. and, we, and when we chose to be Calgary-based just because we didn't see a lot of that mm-hmm. happening Right as much where Toronto Montreal like you'd be one of many right indie small director driven film company right, right. company so w- we just saw a little bit of a hole in in the market yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. even though yeah. you know yeah. the, the, the we're the market still doing being what it is yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> for for passion so yeah. um uh, anyhow so that's that's why we decided to to start it here and, and so it made sense to bring somebody right. else in who was Calgary based cool
1: and I worked with Cam at Seven Twenty Four and of course he had maybe some of that industry. Knowledge that you
2: exactly that we lacked right. being just you know womb born, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so he, yeah, he had more yeah. of the, the practical sure. industry uh, connections as right. well, and 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 you know is very social and mm-hmm. personable. So,
1: right, cool. So, uh, so the first film so there were i guess three
2: films there in, were in a yeah, there were few the very first one which is uh i guess no long well i don't know if it was ever available but it was called the last chance saloon it was a gothic okay. western film cool uh coming in at 28 minutes wow. yeah like that's so that that was the first <laughs> lesson learned yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe don't make a 28 minute film because <laughs> it probably won't play festivals right, unless right. it's mind-blowingly blowing right, good right. So that was the takeaway mm, from that. Mm. But it was great because at that point, so that was 2005, um, we were still, we shot it all in Super 16. So it was still all celluloid. Cool, cool. Um, wow. It wasn't until 2009 that I had shot my first anything on, on in, video. In, in, in a digital oh, yeah. format. Hmm. So, And what was that? Um, That was a project. I was doing sort of a musical side project um, with a band that I started, sort of moody, darker um, stuff called Liminal State. And uh, I decided to make a short film of this album that we had made, basically. Mm. And and that kind of allowed me to access Canada Council Ah. money
1: nice Uh, to make
2: this short film right Um, through like a
1: musical stream that would be uh,
2: yeah i mean it well it was no it was film i was making a short film but all the concepts and the themes in the album i basically turned to the album which was more of a concept album into a short oh, okay film interesting cool. a, as a mm-hmm. way to be able to have a visual accompaniment right right him. yeah nice um, so so that's that was yeah that was in in 2009 right that's, that's when that's when I did that cool cool
1: and then of course uh, I was able to help out on a film called not far from the abattoir yes and that's been hugely successful and led to something a bit bigger which we can talk about soon but yeah uh, tell me about kind of how that came together that was
2: I guess it was a bit of a turning point uh, for me, but it started as an experiment because all of these films, so this is the liminal state film that I made and the gothic western and I made another short experimental movie called ghost town Mm. on super eight and all of these were very moody not really that narrative driven okay uh involved heavy soundtracks and visual styles Mm. and and uh and acting wasn't really a part of it but i got to a point where i realized that okay i mean i i think i know how to create a mood (laughs) now i think i've i've done enough moody films that i i understand that aspect of filmmaking, but I started to really look back at my roots, Mm -hmm. which was at, you know, acting. Right. And I said, no, like I, I also understand acting, but I haven't been able to get back to a point where I'm really focusing on acting. Mm -hmm. It was always just one of the pieces involved in making a film, but not one that I ever focused on. Mm -hmm. Right. I was always about the cinematography and the sound design. Right. So I thought, okay, I'm going to make a film that, Basically takes away all of those other elements that I liked, which was heavy sound design, you know, w- weird atmospheric worlds, and, right. and and you know, nice dolly shots and jib shots and stuff. Like that. Yeah. I'm going to take all of that away mm. and just focus on character and write something that's um, very simple, almost like a slice of life. So we'd shoot it handheld um, with minimal lighting right. w- whenever we could um, and just follow... A character around in a small town mm. and so, so it really did start as an experiment right. to, to work with actors and, and to get back in touch with that process and to mm. understand um that relationship between an actor and a
1: director and a character uh so that's where abattoir came from basically cool, cool. yeah awesome so um obviously we've, we've mentioned how successful it was um but i'm sure i'm forgetting what are some of the other journeys that it made uh, it didn't go to can something else did, no
2: right? it, it it went um it was well first of all so it, it premiered in calgary um and edmonton so okay. those were the two and yeah. where where we were lucky enough to to win the awards there mm-hmm. um and uh and then after that it kind of had a bit of a lull and then and then i got a call in january of that year from south by southwest ah right which huge was big was yeah. big i yes. mean i didn't i guess until looking at it after realize how big that right that was yeah. for for us but oh um, man
1: and i remember this because we were kind of working in the same building for, at, 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 for a while there and you were like getting married at the same time as this is going yeah on. that's <laughs> yeah. right i mean right. the wedding was planned yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it
2: was like the wedding was a week before we screened. Right. Um, So I actually went and we, we got married in, in in my wife and I got married in St. Lucia. Yeah. So we went from St. Lucia to Toronto. (laughs) And then I, I had to say, Bye, Bye, honey, <laughs> and she got on a plane to go to um, uh, back home, right. and I got on a plane to go back down south to right. go to right. to go to Austin, where um, uh, where Cam had been, and he yes. got to go to like the cool filmmakers lunches. Right, but right. you know, I, I mean, I'm glad I even got to make it. So, sure, sure. Um, and yeah, I'm, t- I'm I'm glad I did, but it was a tight. It almost didn't happen. So, right, right. so, but I'm glad I got to go
1: to that and, yeah, a, no and experience it. So, I mean, what is, is? I think even at that time, it was the second or third largest film festival in the world. I th- yeah, th- I think. or at least in at least in the U.S. Right, at
2: least right, in, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'd be a, but it it had more of that indie mm. reputation. Right. mean now it's kind of hard you look at sundance slam dance south by i mean they're kind of everything's becoming mainstream for sure um but uh yeah it 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 had a great vibe to it i'm like i love austin i'd been there before and i've been there several times since so it was great going back there and and it uh, seems like a cool town it's yeah it is and and you know the the film festival when i was there it seemed very much like a filmmakers festival Mm. it was a place that you didn't talk business really um you drank tito's vodka and and beer at all these parties and and met other people that you would maybe hopefully collaborate with and right, right. you know down the line or cool. other like-minded people so it had a really organic great uh vibe to it so i really like that and i think it was because of that that we were approached by um telefilm to bring the uh the film to can as part of their not short on right, talent right
1: well this and this was not far from the Avatar? yeah right okay cool. but you've had two then
2: yeah wow
1: yeah <laughs> God, i know right. i know
2: i was lucky yeah, yeah uh so yeah they they asked us and, and not short on talent was sort of a um i i always i always like to 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 make this distinction because i think a lot of people will say oh yeah, yeah i'm going to can got into can play can right right well we didn't play can if not far from the abattoir got into official competition mm. at can right or Directors Fortnite or Cinefondation, I'd be in a very different place. Right. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> I sure. like to I, I like to make that distinction. But right. the telefilm has a telefilm has a showcase on Canada right. where, where where they um bring these films. I think there were twenty four films that they brought to to showcase up and coming Canadian right. talent. And we were lucky to Amazing. To be chosen for that. So we got yeah. to go to Cannes you get right. to go well, that's pretty amazing well too. we paid our way but we wow. went <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no one paid for us right. that's another thing that, yeah. that a lot of people should know it's right. that oh that came out of pocket yeah, on their enough. old visa yeah. Um, but yeah we, yeah we we went and it was a it was a great experience just cool. understanding the scope of international uh cinema mm-hmm. and can being i guess for me kind of the top of the top right i mean it, it has so many films from all over the world mm-hmm. it also plays mainstream it mm-hmm. also has a lot of that right um but it, it's, it's quite diverse, yeah. and it's a massive, massive uh, festival. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. to see all the films from around the world, I mean, English films are only a tiny portion of what they program. So right. Of course. It was eye-opening. And, yeah. and being able to meet with Telefilm when we were there and, and uh, having a few of the people from Telefilm watch the film and really like it and mm-hmm. having it stick out in their mind sort right. of helped us down the road. Of course. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's a great segue that I don't want to lose. But let's mention that you've you've done eight short films, I believe. Now,
2: Um, well, there's been like yeah, I guess including student films. (laughs) North
1: North Country in general has done more, more, uh, yeah, well, well more, I'm sure. Um, But not far from the Avatar is is kind of an important one because of the way you used it to pivot into the telephone micro budget. That's right. And this was the first round of the telephone micro budget as well. Yeah.
2: So when we were in Cannes, um, that's when we got word that they were going to launch oh, this, nice, nice, this cool. um, micro budget Great. program. So you sort of knew what they were planning on uh, on doing, that they were going to run it through um, either co ops or mm-hmm. um, f- film schools, right? right, uh, right. And so when, when I got back, I went to the CSIF and I, I said, Well, do you know? Have you heard about this? They're like, no, I haven't heard about this. Uncle Fava's on the list. Right. What? Fab on the list? Well, <laughs> well here's the contact right. for, you know, telefilm. Call them. Absolutely. Get on this list. No doubt. Because I want to apply. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, let's make this happen. And <laughs> this awesome. is the only way I can apply. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm a member. Of course, so, yeah. Uh, so, that, we, we got that going, that that ball rolling. Right, right, right. And in the meantime, finished a second, or a second, uh, another short film called The Post. Mm-hmm, yes. Which, that, which is the other one that we can.
1: right? That was
2: the other one that right. the following year um i you know sent it their way and, right. and they said yeah sure cool. so i went back to cannes nice. um with that film uh in in the not short and talent and uh so that was nice to be right. back two years in a row see some familiar faces yeah let everybody know i'm not going away right you yeah. know <laughs> For it's sure. a push so <laughs> absolutely uh and in the meantime Um, or I I guess so in in October I submitted through the CSIF for the micro budget with a
1: film called the Valley below. And so because of the timing, there's, there's a new telephone micro budget deadline happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you were mentioning that the co-ops, the way this, this fund works or the way this particular program works is it, I, I think there are 31 or 32 organizations across Canada that are acting as these, um, what would they be kind of a first stop recommenders, right basically. right yeah and so you leave that that organization with a recommendation from in our case CSIF or or uh fava or wherever you yeah. might get it there are quite a few um and then and then so that way it's, telephone only has to look at 31 applications for exactly it.
2: right. it's a way for for the first round of vetting to be right. done for sure
1: yeah which makes sense and so um So yeah, and and the research that I've done on it, I know that for people who may be listening who are FAVA members, uh, the Aboriginal language uh, or the Aboriginal component and the French language Fava both does both of those on top of the main component, right? Uh, But CSIF only has the main component, so be aware of that. But so so yeah, what was your application like? What was the process like at that at that time?
2: Uh, At that time, I mean they they wanted everything. Um, Telefilm was going to put a a heavy focus on what you were going to do with it, Mm -hmm. and they and they didn't want to hear the regular. uh, I'm gonna, I don't know, festival run and get a get a distributor, right? Get a you know a deal, right? (laughs) Um, They wanted to see. If we can invest uh, some money, which to them is not a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but to some indie filmmakers, you know, if they were going to give one hundred twenty thousand dollars out to eight projects, Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot to us. Absolutely, and and and, and, and it makes
1: perfect sense because, of course, telefilm is in the business of giving films closer to two and three hundred, or thousand, or even millions in some cases. Um, So. So yeah, what I think what our generation of filmmakers have been doing is making filmmaking a lot cheaper than it than it has been in the past. So it's cool the telephone and thanks to
2: technology, that. yeah, because for sure, I mean, for if sure. we were twenty years earlier, <laughs> still having to shoot on film, for sure, the only way you
1: can go is right. that way, totally, totally. So. so um, so yeah the uh the uh totally lost my train of thought the, because of uh, the 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 application right right. So, but, I, but
2: and, you, and oh yeah i said that they they, they wanted to um, uh, to focus heavily on your on on your digital or your release strategy, strategy right, basically gotcha, right. and the whole application really revolved around a pitch video mm. which i just hate but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but at the same time having to do all these pitch videos you know gets you thinking and mm-hmm. and, and it was a chance for us to put our faces on screen right. and to to make the video good right. and 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 to put the energy through the video for sure um, so I think that the pitch video because telephone doesn't actually read your script right that's something yet. that they yeah. they don't if your pitch video your message and your resume are strong enough and your mm-hmm. budgets realistic and your synopsis and I yeah, is, yeah I mean if they they, they have to like where right. the story is going right. but you know if they like you and they like your story mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm um then you have a good chance cool and so we kind of had that because we you know we're had gone twice with telefilm to to not short on talent and and um and my my story which basically i i um i picked up from not far from the abattoir and i said you know what this worked people Mm -hmm. liked this this was successful right uh from a production standpoint i mean we made that from for for fifteen thousand right. yeah. dollars right from yeah. w- with an afa grant right and i thought okay that was 16 minutes so i said okay so let's say for 20 grand you could probably do a 20 minute short if right. it's simple like that okay so if i need to do 80 minutes that's four of those right. Uh, it's like 80 grand right Right. (laughs) like okay all right that's doable that's somewhat doable of course there are things that when you're making a feature that change it's not as simple as right. multiplying a short film four times as i right. might have thought
1: but it wasn't that far although off. yeah especially the way you shot it which was in segments right
2: yeah we did break it up yeah. in, into four different segments four different seasons um so yeah four four different stories yeah. is essentially four short cool. films cool. That, that ended up all interconnecting uh in, in the end so i just wrote it with the same intentions um as i did with abattoir which was character 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 and mm-hmm. let's let's find some some actors that can that can do this and really make it make it happen and and if it resonates the same way that it did with abattoir then we should be decent Right. right. <laughs> so that's that that was that so we so we submitted it to uh to the to the csif and we're lucky enough to hear back in january that mm-hmm. yeah we did get that the cool. uh, recommendation right and then it was the process of submitting it to telefilm um and a few months later they you know, we found out that we were one of eight
1: to get cool. this. Wow. Eight. That's yeah. Amazing. At the time there were only eight. Wow. But, but I mean, and, and now is it, has it been more Fif- than
2: that? F- 15 now. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's
1: that's incredible. It's so, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you talk about this $25,000 CFTPA chorus yeah. grant that's gone now, but it, you know, and that's like, uh, money's going away, but it, this is such an amazing program that is yeah. like 15. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so that's, that makes me feel a little more optimistic about it. That's good. Um, so, so you were successful with the with the with the grant yeah and and if i may Mm -hmm. what was the financing structure like was it all telephone was that the entire uh revenue
2: no um we knew that we could probably tap into the amf the alberta media fund um for that Mm -hmm. uh we also had some you know post-production partners on board Mm -hmm. for kind of in-kind services to a certain extent um so that kind of blew up our budget to around in theory about two hundred thousand okay. on, on paper i guess right. uh, when we submitted
1: sure. uh, to telephone cool cool and so so it was just it was just telefilm and afa grant and and some yeah. in-kind yeah cool all right good yeah that was it. um so massively successful i scott and i were, were in we're at tiff when you guys were premiering that's right, TIFF, that's right which is amazing and and so i i think something that we haven't ever talked about on the podcast is is the, like how to handle yourself at things like can at things like self-buy and I know at TIFF you yeah. had a publicist, which yes, which I think a lot of filmmakers don't realize how important that is. And so was that a good choice? Uh, I, I mean, it seemed uh, like it. it oh, yeah. you're doing interviews. I saw you. You, you oh, were on yeah. the red carpet. It was I cool. mean,
2: it, at, at that point, well, at any point, it's actually all about connections,
1: <laughs> as we as we
2: know. I'm sure. Right. But with that, I mean, publicists have connections to press. Right. They have relationships sure. with press. It's mm-hmm. sort of that's their territory. Mm-hmm. And when you're not. Big, you know, where, where you have the right. press coming and knocking on your door, right. you have to find those unique opportunities. And in that scenario, a do it yourself is possible, mm-hmm. but TIFF is wading through a lot of content. Yeah. And that the press is going, like, okay, is this, I mean, if I tried myself, being, I have a film, uh, can I get an interview? I, probably not <laughs> right,
1: right.
2: <laughs> so a publicist for us was essential and it was a great mm-hmm. um it was a great investment yeah of, cool, uh, cool. of money because they uh, basically set up your entire schedule mm-hmm. um they go to the uh press and industry screenings to find out how many people are there how many were interested in sales how many sales agents versus how many so they they collect a whole bunch oh yeah they collect a whole bunch of data and at the end they give you a press book basically like a digital format saying hey here's all the hits that we got yeah so you walk away having all of this information which is very valuable your reviews and all and all that kind of stuff um so there was some great interview opportunities um it's it's tough at tiff because Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot there's a lot of focus on these big American premieres. Right. And, course, yeah. and so, and TIFF is such a machine, like mm. the, the way that it's structured and, and the amount of employees that they have. And uh, in order to make this a smooth running machine is, is,
1: yeah. I think I really
2: realized that when I was yeah. there, I mean, it's I, just yeah. whew, the background I, of scenes of that is right. crazy.
1: I had never, I had been to Toronto only once or twice before. And when we, I mean, when we got there, we got out from like from the train and we you know we come up in the sun and then i look down the street and it is tiff everywhere there's people volunteers handing out programs and the streets are blocked off and there's bands playing for some reason yeah it is like huge it like street yeah it it, it has culture like way more culture than than i even comprehended yeah. and it's huge and there, i don't even know how many venues are there are oh, it was, it's ridiculous it was amazing yeah. so so, man, so
2: it so it is tough uh to to get yourself known right of course in right. that right. so right. i think having a publicist was was sort of uh essential but we were obviously happy as as a you know a young or a young canadian filmmaker making his first feature to be at tiff
1: mm-hmm.
2: is a bit of a milestone right, right? Absolutely. And, and and then on the other side to be an alberta filmmaker mm-hmm. at tiff mm-hmm for me was even bigger because we don't often have a lot of like writer directors right? who get to go there and represent our province it's as true. our province. And, you know, not just cool, great. I've made one. Now I'm going to move uh, to Toronto now that I've sort right. of made it. I right. mean, you know, being able to, to say that, no,
1: we do make films here and we, we, we have stories to tell. Sure. Mm-hmm. So cool. So what is next for, for you? I, I know you've got, you know, plans and I, and I know that, the collective has a lot going on yeah as well. but, but for absolutely you I
2: mean so from all of that from abattoir to to getting the micro budget we actually we actually our company got the micro budget again right right cool for some uh, Sandy for, director, for Sandy's film Oh uh, brazen age right. which, um we knew we were going into production in October so when we were in TIFF oh. we, we knew that in two months <laughs> right we were going into production right, basically right. and and uh and we didn't uh, another another point to speak on I guess about about Valley Below was that w- we came to a point where we went okay do we self distribute this film mm. or do we try and find somebody to represent it ah. right because that yeah, that was who might that was in. big yeah. and and we kind of wanted the experience of self distributing right yeah but we knew that two months l- later we were really going into production on so on, we- on another feature film and right. we were like we're not going to have the time because it's a full time job. Yeah, I think yeah, to, yeah. to to self distribute. So enough. we we signed, and that's when we signed up with A seventy one to to get distributed at that point because we knew we have to focus on the next feature. So sure. pretty much right from TIFF into uh, another feature, which I uh, obviously I'm you know produced because of North Country, and I was also one of the lead actors in, oh, in, wow, in well that well. film. Um, and so we did that, and and um, you know that whole it just felt like we were doing it all over again like okay and then going the same timing you know shot kind of in the fall and and then all right here we are in may like submitting to film festivals and it's just so now um that that's done and uh, we are actually self-distributing oh
1: cool brazen age nice. right. gotcha. uh, so that's uh, and that's the other the plan there so the other huge uh, nom- nominated awards that that i, I forgot for uh valley. Oh, valley below was two csa nominations that's right, right. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah so so we got we got those as well and mm-hmm. got to go to the awards and it was yeah, crazy yeah. and i cool. think that uh, um yeah Chris demeanor who was up for best supporting actor yeah. lost to John Cusack. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. It's so Funny how those CSAs work. Hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, it, it was just an honor to be nominated yeah, for course, those, yeah. for, for those Was things, he there? So, uh, Chris? No. Yeah. Uh, John Cusack? Yeah. God, no. no. of course not. Yeah. No, don't no, give no, it to no, the guys no. who were there. No, 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 no none <laughs> of them were there. That's just their, <laughs> that's the way they roll. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, when, when this, we, we premiered, this past year and and now are just sort of so things have finally settled hmm. down right. a bit right. and it feels like you know when we stopped all of that like we were just riding a wave and trying to like push 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 and yeah. now that now there's a there's been some moments of stillness right. where we kind of go oh uh, all right uh <laughs> what what do we what what, now? what do we do now <laughs> right, right. um and i think that breathing Space is uh, is essential because you know now that now that we have like two features a, a, as our company yeah. under our belt yeah. um, and and as as an as a filmmaker m- writer filmmaker myself it, it 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 raises some questions at this point about what I really want to do next mm. what what film do I want to mm. make next and I know mm. that can actually they say sometimes it's harder to make your second feature right. than it is your first yeah, I can, yeah. I like can a imagine. sophomore album kind of thing because. Yeah. You know, we 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 did Pretty good, and mm-hmm. it, and and uh, I think it resonated for the
1: budget that it was, yeah, and yeah. the size of film that oh it was, God, it's and so and beautiful. I, how, how did you accomplish such a gorgeous look for such a little money?
2: Uh, two things: Mike McLaughlin, our DP, right. and Drumheller.
0: Right.
2: right. <laughs> so cool, right. that'll be <laughs> that's pretty much it. that's pretty <laughs> much it. So yeah, now we're um, we're just taking some time. I mm-hmm. mean, we're working on some different scripts each of us, but yeah, it's now that it's that lull point. We're right. kind of. At times, we miss the action being like, oh, well, we, we, we got to hurry up. We got to hurry up and <laughs> yeah, get yeah, something else yeah. out there. We, we don't want to drop off the face of the earth. Right, and, yeah. you know, the more we start to think about it, it's like, no, we we need to make sure that the project that we want to put right. forth next is quality yeah. and that it's something that we really want to do. Because, you know, with short films, you can you can keep applying for AFA sure. grants. And sure. if you're somewhat successful with the short films, play some festivals keep keep making shorts like yeah. practicing the craft right and, and you know we I, I may go back to making some shorts at some yeah, point yeah. but uh but features because of how long it takes and and especially if you want more money i mean if you're now dealing with half a million let's say or upwards mm-hmm this becomes a very different yes. beast. It is no longer, hey, let's just try this out and see if it works and right. submit it to some festivals and, and you know, it'll probably be good. Right. <laughs> You're kind of dealing with more of that right. industry side sure. of things, which was also a very big eye opener for mm. us, right? Mm. We knew it was coming, but yeah. Uh, yeah. so I think now it's just we're, we're sitting back and, and and just figuring out how, to, how we want to navigate the waters coming up, doing cool. some writing. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And figuring out what that next step for for North Country Cinema is right. going to be.
1: So, what uh, for for people who are maybe listening to this, thinking they're going to make an application for the micro budget? Mm-hmm. What are some What are some other grant tips you might you might have? Maybe in general, or maybe for the micro budget. Uh, let's see. Because you've been successful with a ton of grants, I can't even imagine. How yeah, grant. Yeah, out. I mean, you have to
2: know how to pitch it. Right. So you have to know the angle, um, and not just. We're going to spend the money here and this is our story. But uh, like granting organizations like Canada Council, Arts Council organizations, they like a little bit more. Mm. They like to know why. Mm. Coming back to Concordia about that vision. And they really want to know that. Right. Right. And they want to know that you've thought this through from an artistic standpoint.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Um, not that you have a great story and that, uh, you know, it's going to be really great and mm-hmm. that we're going to shoot it on the best technology. That doesn't really matter. We're right. going to get the crazy right. drone shot or this right. or that. It's more about how you are going to present the project and represent yourself right. as an artist within the project. Gotcha. Gotcha. So th- that's a big tip for that. For micro budget, um, like I said, the pitch video. Is huge mm-hmm. um, you need to be able the more you can put in there visually you mm-hmm. know running the camera and just saying hi I'm so-and-so and this is gonna be my project and this is the story and right that's fine but the more dynamic of a video you have if you can cut away to some stuff I mean in, in our pitch right. video we were cutting away to shots of drum heller that I had mm-hmm. already we were cutting away to abattoir because it was a related it. project right um, you know, the thing is with grants, you have to make it very easy for them to say yes. Right, for sure. And that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Do all of the things that you need to do and can do. Yeah. If, if that's getting a letter of reference from uh, whoever you need to get that letter of reference from. Yeah. To show that even if it's just, yes, I support this project. Right, yeah. <laughs> from, uh, um, uh, you know, an important producer or that all counts right right? that builds your project and then the other thing that you might not have too much control over is your resume i Mm. mean if you the more that you have done and the more that they feel that they can trust you um the better you are but that's why you have some of these recommenders and and some uh, producers i mean having someone come on board in a mentor role it would be a good angle i would say as well if you can get a letter of endorsement from them and saying hey yeah we're gonna work with this person Mm. That's a good angle.
1: Yeah, those are a few tips. There's like most uh, most of these applications have like a like a and and like the last point of uh, like submitting the letter and the resume and blah blah blah. And then the last one is usually additional materials, which is like for me when I was when I was first starting out, I was like, oh well, I don't have any. So moving on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually an opportunity for you to explain why or 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 use that. Like,
2: don't yeah, yeah
1: yeah. For sure yeah
2: and you know that's one thing now that I have a bunch of short films when I'm applying for a grant I kind of go okay which which project do I want to put in for support material right Mm. not which one had was the most successful but which one relates to my project so this one's gonna showcase that right so that's another thing to consider
1: makes sense but yeah not even just like other films but like say like write a why statement like why why are you doing this what it may not call for it but it can't it can't hurt but I, I've also been on a couple juries, and brevity is important as well. Exactly, let's <laughs> say yeah. it is. Yeah. It is when you have a ton of applications for to read sure. sure. yeah.
0: um,
1: So, how can people see the the valley below at this point?
2: Uh, the valley below is on iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, so it's on iTunes. It just left Air Canada. We were on oh, Air cool. Canada uh, for three or four months. Nice, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, iTunes is the best way to to see it right cool. now. Um, right. It sort of did. It's on demand sure. run, and there might be some opportunities down the road um uh, again on demand like uh through a few avenues but mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet but so enough, we're yeah. waiting apparently um, it takes a while <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um and then of course what, what about uh and age uh,
2: O brazen age we're um yeah we're working right now with um uh, with, with a few different people and a publicist and, and uh, uh, to come up with a, an appropriate release strategy. Okay. We'll do a small theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, it will come out in Calgary uh, at some point. Cool. And we're, I don't know quite when, probably not soon. We're probably looking summer to fall. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, cool. where can people find more about you and, and Twitter? Sure. And-
2: uh, I mean, our, our website northcountrycinema.com or our facebook page or our twitter page or our instagram a page associated with north country cinema so at nc cinema i think for both instagram and uh
1: and um twitter cool Yeah. awesome well thanks man appreciate all that advice thanks for having me on. awesome well thank you again kyle for uh for joining me and, and being on the show it was uh really informative lots of really good stuff in there really good tips about grants and um, yeah, I, I hope that there are some people listening who are going to be putting together their micro budget application uh, or maybe any kind of grant. And I think that was very useful for, yeah. A, for anybody.
0: Yeah, he's a great dude uh, and super friendly and, and so so great for sharing all that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of telefilm micro budget, yeah. that leads us into the news you can use, which is mm-hmm. the upcoming deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, so telefilm micro budget is coming up quick. Mm hmm. Um, specifically if you're in Edmonton and are applying to the micro budget through Fava, you have one week from Monday, which is, yeah. So February 29th is your deadline there. Um, and if you are applying through the CSIF, you've got an extra few days because their deadline is March 4th. So the Mm -hmm. Friday of next week. So we know that there's a lot of you furiously finishing up your applications. Uh, and we know this because we are two of them, Mm -hmm. Um,
1: (laughs) But uh, if you're applying to uh, the Aboriginal or French language streams, you can't do that through CSIF. I think I mentioned this earlier, but um, you can only do the main component through uh, CSIF. Um, but FABA has the all three. So uh, anyway, do your research and, and check out the uh, the guidelines for both your you know your group. What do they call that? The your partner partner organization, organization. Yeah. yeah, and then also telephones you have to make sure you're hitting both of them because you're technically applying to both at the same time so uh, do your research and um, good luck
0: yeah good luck yeah. everybody but uh, we'll let we'll I mean we'll touch base next week and uh, laugh at all the Edmonton people who missed it and the Calgary people that have five extra days so you like 48-hour film challenges Matt, I love 48-hour film (laughs) challenges um, because they force you to be creative uh, in a very short timeline, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of what making a film is all about. Uh, But why do you bring that up? Well, because between April 1st and 3rd, That weekend is going to
1: be one where many filmmakers will be using that forty-eight hour window to make uh, some films uh, as part of the Comic Expo, the Calgary Comic Expos um, uh, challenge, which they have. This will be the second year they they're doing it, and this time they're they're partnering with Cuff to do it and Cuff has kind of been the the reigning champion of the 48 hour uh, program for quite a few years so it's a great combination good to see these two organizations working together Uh,
0: if you don't know how a 48 hour film challenge works Scott I know you love them do you want to I love them so much (laughs) and here's how they work Uh, so on the Friday at 7 p.m. you are given um, a genre a prop and a line of dialogue that you must include in your film Uh, and sometimes points are awarded for how well you incorporate that into your film and then every everything you do to create that film must occur starting from that point including script writing so do not come in with several scripts prepared because uh, that's cheating um, <laughs> you can
1: have ideas but you can have they ideas,
0: sure sure uh, but don't do it because the point of the challenge is to challenge yourself creatively so uh, you have to write you have to shoot you have to cut you have to put music in and graphics and all that stuff um, and it all has to occur uh, before your delivery which is Sunday at 7pm on that same weekend so uh my recommendation is to get a, a larger team than you think you need, um, specifically because one year Matt and I did it with like two other people and, <laughs> and it was really, really hard. Yeah,
1: we had, we all, we, I think we were all in it. Yeah, we were well. all yeah. acting in it yeah. um,
0: because we had nobody else. Um, yeah. So it's great to, to be able to take some time to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, if you have any more questions, of course, we're going to, I think we'll probably talk about this more uh, as the Date approaches so get in touch with us and uh, we'll be happy to chat about best practices
1: yeah and the screening uh, is going to be at the
0: expo on april 28th registration is now open so get your team together and register today uh the link to do that is in the show notes uh jj abrams announced something very exciting last week uh and that is that he is star he and disney are starting a star wars fan film awards um so the 2016 star wars fan film awards are now open and they're open to canadian residents too which is uh awesome And uh, I expect that we will get some Star Wars fan films uh, made here in Alberta. So create and submit your own Star Wars fan film for a chance to win a Star Wars prize pack, um, which I think is kind of lame. But uh, the fact that you would be in this um, film awards thing is probably the the crowd jewel of the whole thing.
1: Well, what if like? Ray's staff is part of the the prize pack.
0: I mean, that could be. It's not. I mean, you get some Star Wars themed <laughs> merchandise, oh, right. uh, which would be cool if you can get that BB-8 uh, suitcase that you've seen no, in the Disney store. You... <laughs> it's for children. Yeah, but I want one. Um, you can also get a limited edition print of Star Wars concept art autographed by the artist. I guess that's that's kind of cool. Uh, and a commemorative trophy. That's the shit. Um, and probably hopefully JJ Abrams will be there to like high five you, oh, but he probably won't. A J. 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 Abrams high five. Abrams high five would be sweet. Mm. Award categories include Filmmaker Select, Best Animation, Best Nonfiction, Star Wars Fan Film. Oh, interesting. Okay, so, okay, I'm putting on my thinking cap now, which is because it's not what I expected. Uh, Spirit of Fandom, Best Comedy, Best Visual Effects, and Audience Choice. Submissions are open through midnight on uh, April 1159 p.m. on April 24th, 2016. So you better get started now. Um, And they say enter now, and may the force be with you. So the link to do that is uh, on our show notes, but it's also starwars.com and I'm sure you'll be able to find it there. Um, And if I can make a recommendation, not everyone should have a lightsaber in their star Wars fan film. I know everyone's going to want one. um, And there are a ton of tutorials online to figure out how to do that in visual effects uh, in post. Um, And it's actually not that tough, but um, try to not have it because uh, I think it will set you apart. I think most people will definitely jump on the lightsaber thing, which was my first instinct, uh, but I'm not making one. So I don't don't really (laughs) care.
1: All right. What else is coming up? Uh, we've mentioned it a few times, but this will be the last time we mention the uh, red carpet affair that the Calgary International Film Festival is putting on for the Oscars. It is a live Oscar party with a big screen representation viewing of the award of the Oscar awards. Um, so you'll be like in the audience, kind of like like wearing fancy clothes, and and you, I think you get a meal and drinks and. Um, it sounds like a fun thing Uh, tickets are still available Uh, looks like they're about seventy percent sold so Get on
0: that link and uh, get yourself some some tickets to that party. It's, it sounds like a good time. Yeah. Uh, the 13th Calgary Underground Film Festival is coming up on April uh, from April 11th to 17th. And the Super Early Bird Festival passes are now available until March 15th for only $89. Bucks. Um, so they put it as, if you trust our programmers, and uh, I think if you're aware of the Calgary Underground Film Festival uh, and are a fan of it, you probably do because they pick some really cool uh, and sometimes pretty weird stuff. Uh, Jump on it because that's a great price for uh, six days of a festival.
1: All right. Upcoming screenings uh, in uh, Edmonton at the Metro Cinema, February 24th at 9.15 p.m. It's a film called uh, Wolverine, Ghost of the Northern Forest uh and it's directed by andrew Mansky. i'm sorry if i pronounced your name wrong but uh compass media is pleased to announce the world premiere of that film by emmy award-winning wildlife filmmaker andrew Mansky. um and so you you can check out more information on uh, metro's website and uh it sounds like a cool uh
0: x-men movie
1: yeah it's an x-men movie oh, okay yeah. sweet, <laughs> sweet 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 Sounds like a cool uh, little film Uh, I'm interested to see. I'm sure it's not actually an X-Men movie, but... It sounds cool. And uh, Emmy, Emmy Award winner. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Um, and if you've got some time right before that screening on February 24th uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, at the Art Gallery of Alberta in Edmonton, um, you can see Made Design Matters film series. Um, so this inclusive design film screening uh, is curated by Dr. Megan Strickfaden, And I'm sorry again if I've pronounced your name wrong. Um, and it includes local films from Edmonton and others that were made in New York, Belgium, and Vietnam. Um, represents different kinds of abilities, disabilities, inclusion, and exclusion through designed things things. things and environments Um, the whole goal of this uh, film series is to question critique and celebrate how designed things and dynamic environments enable support alienate or disrupt people's behaviors and relationships so that's pretty cool um pretty cool screening uh, and you can check it out again on february 24th from 7 to 9 p.m and find the link to that in our show notes and then when that's finished get in your car and drive as fast as you can to the metro cinema to catch the wolverine movie (laughs)
1: Uh, there's also a film series called the Exposure Film Series, which is uh, brought to you by the Exposure Photography Festival. And it's a film series based on and focused around the art and politics of photography. Um, so the final screening is February 24th uh, at the Glenmobile. Glenbow Museum and you can find out more information about that in the show notes
0: we talked about this screening last week but it's on right now uh, for a documentary called The Smalls Forever is a Long Time uh, produced by Crows Films and directed by a dude named Trevor Smith um, and it follows the sold out cross Canada reunion tour of the iconic Alberta band The Smalls Um, And this is currently playing at the Globe Cinema in Calgary from February 19th to the 24th. So only a couple days left to go check that out. Um, And please do. Although uh, calgarymovies.com seems to have the impression that I was involved uh, in this, (laughs) in the making of this film, at least their Twitter account does. Um, So they're always tagging me uh, when they're promoting it, uh, which is uh, fine, I guess. Um, But (laughs) But just just to clear things To set the record straight, (laughs) uh, I had nothing to do with the production of this film, uh, although I am very excited about it uh, and uh, recommend that everyone go and check it out.
1: The $100 Film Festival is this weekend. Um, it's the 24th annual. And the $100 Film Festival is actually one of Calgary's oldest uh, festivals ever. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of a um, a, a staple of, of the yearly uh, CSIF events uh, here in Calgary. And so um, I highly recommend you pick up your tickets, uh, $12 regular and $10 if you're a CSIF member or a senior or a student. And uh, it's taking place from February 25th uh, to 28th at the Engineered Air Theater. And there's lots of cool stuff going on around it, some workshops and things. So check out $100filmfestival.org for more information on that.
0: Yeah, and you can get your tickets on the phone, but we definitely recommend going into the CSAF office to do so, um, just because they're great people in there. Uh, Meet Barry, their new executive director. um, And you can get a pretty cool kind of fold-out program that they've put together for the festival. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Air and Underground, this is um, kind of a new uh, collection of uh, curated short films by Cuff that'll be... um, Screening on Air Canada, domestic or international flights this March or April. Um, It's a 93 minute package that features uh, an entertaining and eclectic selection of Canadian short films in a variety of genres uh, from the 2014-2015 Calgary Underground Film Festival. So uh, definitely put that on your screen and put some headphones in your ear holes and give that a listen. Um, We've got uh, a link to find that uh, on our website, but of course, uh, it'll be most applicable to people who are on the flight anyway. So just go searching and digging and uh, please play it. Please do it. <laughs> Please clap. Please clap.
1: Uh, yeah. we, uh, we've we talked about it a few times, so I'll just be very brief. And just a reminder that the FAVA Video Kitchen is happening from March 3rd to May 26th. Uh, it's a it's an awesome program, but of course you have to have completed the... Um, uh, what's the... Do you remember what the, yeah, the previous main, one is? Main, main course. course. Oh, is this... Yeah. No, this is this the, the intro. Intro first one. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm intro. sorry. Okay. We've been talking about main course. This is the intro one you need to get into the, the medium level... Um, and so yeah definitely take this one um it's happening again from march 3rd to 26th no class on april 24th um it's it's a pricey one but you do go from from beginning to end for a short film and um you make a six four to six minute short film and you do it all you screenwrite you you budget you schedule you cast um and it's a really cool program that's been running there at fava for a long time so definitely check it out Mm -hmm. fava.ca
0: uh, if you're in Calgary, the CSAF is putting on a single day workshop uh, by instructor Lindsay McIntyre called Handmade Emulsion. Uh, it's a one day workshop where you can experience a taste of 19th century dark room magic and create an unwashed black and white silver gel and emulsion on 16 millimeter film. Um, so if you're a fan of the uh, of celluloid film and you want to get kind of get more experience with that medium uh this is probably the workshop for you so check that out and at that's section. actually
1: part of the hundred dollar film festival That's one of the workshops right I'm yes exactly
0: there. uh and it is this saturday from 10 to 6 p.m uh check it out at csaf.org
1: yeah and uh, csif is also having their grip and lighting basics um workshop um so you're going to want to check that out if you're interested in Um, learning more Uh, the instructor is Thomas Martins who's a a really accomplished uh, lamp op and and experienced student in in our industry great dude to learn from and uh, of course uh, it's happening from March 5th to 5th and 6th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and uh, members are 170 non-members are 210 so it pays to be a member of CSIF certainly does Um, you can check out more information in the show notes on that
0: Uh, if you're new to the film industry uh, and you want to get on a film set you are going to need a, a card that proves that you went through the set etiquette and protocol course. So this is a one day course um, that will teach you the ins and outs of being on a set, um, some do's and don'ts, some cardinal rules um, and just things that you need to know before you get on there and uh, destroy something or, uh, or don't really know what the hell's going <laughs> on uh, when you're just standing here and wondering where you should be. Hmm. Um, so we, uh, have promised that we're going to let you know when these courses are happening. And there is one coming up on March 5th in Edmonton, McEwen university is putting it on. It's called set etiquette and protocol. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, it's a single day thing. And they're partners with IATSE, a local 210 to put that on. So check them out at McEwen.ca, um, slash, I'm not even gonna go into this cause this is crazy long, but, uh, the link to it is in our show notes do it and get your ticket so you can get on set this summer.
1: I'm not going to throw any names under the bus, but I know of someone who, this was quite a few years ago, who uh, was on, who, lucky enough to be on set for for a movie that was shooting in town and uh, was kind of just hanging out and I think maybe shadowing someone who was there and he had brought his camera with him and his camera had a flash and he was just taking pictures of, of the set and stuff and then they started rolling and he took a picture of the people acting while they were rolling so this flash happened
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> and then he realized immediately what he had done and just walked away and left
0: <laughs> he left the set he didn't come back <laughs> no i think he, oh, okay but he just didn't want yeah. anyone to say what the fuck did you just do dude so yeah. yeah there's little things like that but it's also sometimes um people will do things trying to be helpful um, yeah, that actually yeah. is a breach of etiquette for so sure. for example don't touch any equipment that's not in your department or that you mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. dealt with yourself but i mean if you're if you're new to a set and you're just kind of keen and you want to help out you might grab a case that you see people are moving um and not realize that the case is open and then the ten thousand dollar lens falls out and breaks yeah. um which is uh, just a sucky thing to have happen and uh, it, it has happened before oh yeah so, uh important to take this course for your own knowledge as well as for that ticket
1: yeah uh, there's only one thing to talk about in the shooting section of the show today, and that's the Sultrian. Sol- Solutrian. Solutrian? Yeah. Sultrian?
0: Where are you getting that A? S- S- you S- know what? Solutrian? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a typo here. Oh, there's is it? A typo is, there is there an A in a there? there? No, no. It's just Solutrian. I don't know where you're getting the l- salu. It's because this is spelled wrong. It's S O L U. because Yeah. When I put it back in the list, right. see, Briar copies and pastes. I type, and I'm an idiot. So. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I typed it wrong. Uh, well, it's going to be
1: shooting. Uh, expected to start April 1st, uh, and I believe we know that's a unit shoot for from a larger
0: shoot. But uh, good to see production in Alberta as always. Job calls. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, but uh, it's worth noting uh, in Calgary. There's a company called Six Degrees that specializes in um, post production audio and music composition. Uh, and they're hiring a full-time producer and studio manager. Uh, we won't go into details as to what it is, um, but you should definitely check them out, Six Degrees. Um, Google the Six Degrees producer and studio manager, and I'm sure you'll find the job uh, on LinkedIn, etc. So, Jeff, definitely check that out. Okay, let's finish up because we're boring people. Yeah, this is a
1: long one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly recommend the Story Summit. Ampia is putting on uh, this this workshop, this two-day event in Banff at the Banff Center. And uh, it's... Uh, presented by ampia in partnership with the on-screen manitoba and west economic diversification canada about story technology and the sustainability of media content so i know that f- there's going to be a lot of conversation about the future of media some vr stuff and a friend of the show dylan pierce is going to be a speaker i highly recommend you uh, check it out
0: yeah and i we're I, gonna be there we're gonna be there yeah, yeah. and if uh, if you're trying to get your networking game on um come say hi to us and we will uh shake your hand and, and chat about of course uh, about us and about you, and uh, that's how it all starts. That's my recommendation. That's, that's a good one, Matt. My recommendation um, is a lot nerdier than virtual reality filmmaking, if you can <laughs> believe it. So I grew up playing a game called Dungeons and & Dragons, and uh, my dad was the dungeon master. You didn't have a computer when you were- No, I didn't, I didn't have a computer, okay. no. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was he was pretty vicious, uh, and I died a lot, and I learned a lot about death and letting go. Mm. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is, <laughs> is playing Dungeons & Dragons today. Um, so I am now the dungeon master. Ah. Um uh, in in a little campaign that I that I play with Briar and, and a few other people and um it's kind of a monthly thing we get together and we play this game called Dungeons and Dragons and it's takes place in your collective imagination um but the reason I'm recommending it is because it forces me as the dungeon master to be uh improvising storytelling mm. so you're kind of you're kind of screenwriting and directing um, mm. and you're acting all at the same time and you are creating um an entertainment experience for an audience who are the players. Yes, it's interactive. Yes, they're helping you drive the story, Um, but it also kind of forces you to adapt to the choices that they make um, and put things in great vivid description. And the better storyteller you are, the better experience that your audience is going to have here. So um, it's a great, every time I finish I, I played on Friday and every time I'm done, with a session, I'm always like, damn, this is really great. Um, a great filmmaking exercise, a great storytelling exercise. So uh, if you have never tried Dungeons & Dragons before, I recommend doing that. Uh, put a group together, buy the the books or, or find them somewhere. And <laughs> uh, and just try it out because it's, it's actually a lot of fun and uh, not as cultish as it was portrayed to be in the 80s. And no, we don't have a suicide pact um, is or it, worship demons. Is it like the community episode? You know... Briar doesn't like that (laughs) yes I mean it is it it, in a very basic sense yes it is it's not uh, they take it a little bit hardcore I like to to pretend it more takes place in a bit of a realistic world um, where magic is actually kind of rare and special um, and not just something that everyone that everyone just throws around like Right, like candy. Dan Harmon does
1: a live podcast uh, at the Meltdown Theater in uh, in LA, and uh, every week they play about fifteen mm-hmm. minutes of Dungeons and Dragons at the end of
0: every episode. Yeah, I know. I know. Spencer Westbrook also is is a big Dungeons yeah, and Dragons yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're interested in that, you can check out One Hit Die, which is his Dungeons and Dragons inspired, oh yeah, web series. So, All right. um, sorry to bore you for with such long dronings on. No, we were amazing. We were so good. Dude, <laughs> so entertaining um, and handsome, although you can't see that on the podcast, right. um, yeah. but you can just believe it because we Audio, told you so. But if we got anything wrong or if we missed any info or you want to tell uh, the community about something that's going on, let us know and we're happy to share that information. Uh, or if you have an idea for the podcast or you think that uh, you would be a great guest and you want to come on, get in touch with us and how can they do that Matt
1: email would be the best way and that's hello at abfilmcast.ca and uh, you can reach us also on Twitter and Instagram Facebook uh, SoundCloud it's all abfilmcast and of course you want to subscribe on iTunes and if you like the show
0: do you like the show I like the show and, nice. and what I've done is I've given us some, some five star ratings oh that's nice um, because it, uh, it bumps us to the top and it means that we're more discoverable to filmmakers who are trying to get into the industry so mm-hmm. um, please do that and uh, thanks for listening and thanks for listening Now go Go make make something.